0: all right in there, Randall. I'll give you three fucking guesses, Ken. What, what, what do you want us to do, then?
1: Just want us to do your podcast for you, Randall? No, I fucking don't. Keep your fucking hands off your podcast, you dim twat. You fucking ruined it last time. I'll have to do it for a minute, won't I? I've got all my stuff.
0: What about Cynthia Rothrock? She's waiting down the pub.
1: Ah, oh, fucking hell. Go get her, Ken. We'll have to do the interview through the bog door, won't we? Fucking hell. You're listening to Randall Parker's Film Club with me, Randall Parker. I'm currently shitting me ring apart and having to do my anniversary edition of Film Club from the bathroom. Gonna review a couple of my favourite films, both of them with Cynthia Rothrock in. A couple of film facts that are Cynthia Rothrock related. A film that's what I would like to see, which would star Cynthia Rothrock. And we're gonna have an interview with the Queen of Kung Fu herself. Michelle Yeoh. Oh, fuck off, Francis. She's small for I'm talking about Cynthia Rothrock, you prick. Not how I planned it, I must admit, but. Uh, there's a pub full of people down there. It was going to be amazing, and I'm stuck here shitting fire on my own. I'll keep you company, Randall. I'll oh, fuck off, Francis, and go boil your dead, you deaf twat. <coughs> Spend most of the week planning this, splitting my time between this and the campaign to get Mum released from a Dutch prison for firing ping pong balls out of a snatch without the correct documentation. Classic, Randall. This is, isn't it? Uh We'd had a lovely morning, getting stuff ready, taking the buffet down to the pub, had a quick chat with Cynthia on the phone. She was on her way down, yeah. We had a spot of lunch then, probably five minutes before we were about to set off. I we was just putting me cap on, and me guts started bubbling. You know the feeling, don't you? And I ran in here and shut the entire contest and me arse ropes out. Shot out about 327 miles an hour, it did. Feels like the bottom half of me colon's hanging out. It's just juice coming out at the moment fucking painful. What makes it worse is this bogsy's got a crack in it and every time you arch onto one side to wipe your bum it nips you in the arse cheek. Getting low on shit I Only got about quarter of a row left. That won't see the show out. Every trumps followed by a dribble of gut acid. It's not good. With reference to Mum, uh, Mr White's gone over to Amsterdam to visit her and check how she's being kept. You know, if it's decent conditions. He's been watching on the new black to get an idea what women's prisons are like. But knowing Mum and the way she conducts herself, they'll put her in a cell like something out of Midnight Express. Been trying to get in touch with our local MP, Grant Talbot, Conservative. Don't ask me how that happened. Been trying for fucking ages. No one's ever seen him. Don't think he's ever been to Hedgbury. Wouldn't be able to pick him out in a police line-up one. We were hoping to see if he'd asked the Home Office to intervene, but... Bob hope that happening if we can't find the fucker, is there? Local press has been quite good. Uh, they ran a piece of last Thursday's Express and Star. I that pages in, but you can't have everything, can you? Fucking rigs in here like a field of rotting turnips. I've got a fucking cracking show planned. I've got a buffer laid out. Ken was going to sing his song at the end. Cynthia was going to be there. And I'd even invited Colin, you know, the bloke from the dark corridor along, being as he'd organised the whole thing. He was round here earlier. I think we understand each other a bit better now. And for the main part, we seem to be getting along. My, I made him a brew and he cooked us lunch. He's
0: not so bad. Randall Parkers. Film fact.
1: Queen of Kung Fu has rejected many offers to join the MCU, stating that she refuses to be a part of any franchise which Michelle Yeoh has soiled.
0: Randall Parkers. Film fact.
1: Bit of inside information there when I was chatting to Cynthia earlier. Oh, Francis. Francis, are you there? I think he's gone. I was hoping he could give me some kitchen roll. I could use that to wipe my arse with. I've got some mini milks in the freezer. If I rubbed one of them on my corn, it might bring some respite. You what, should we crack on with this? Emails. <laughs> Right, on to emails. Thank you for so many emails, wishing me well and congratulating me after getting to my first anniversary. never realised so many of you thought that I wouldn't last till Christmas, to tell you the truth. Talking of emails, I had a very interesting email from an old chap over in Amsterdam who had some information about Mum's earlier years over there that uh, we'd previously been unaware of. I think in films they refer to this as a retcon, but it's just a fact of Mum having a shady past, really. Turns out back in the mid to late 60s, this bloke, Mr van der Beek, was working over here at his uncle's factory and fell in love with Mum and they legged it off to Amsterdam. They stayed there for about 18 months and he was setting up his business and Mum supported him by working the clubs. One night, with no word of warning, Mum just upped and left without a word to this bloke and he hadn't heard of it until he saw a local report on his local TV news. He's one of Amsterdam's foremost club owners now and from searching on the internet he's quite well off. I mentioned this Mr Vanderbeek, to Mr White who said he remembered him from way back in the day and referred to him as that fucking shit turd. Mr White also said he could keep his fucking hands off his bride and if he sees him when he's over there he's going to kick the shit out of him. Anyway, you're not know, for that wank, let's crack on with proper emails. First one goes, Dear Randall, love the podcast and congratulations on getting this far. I honestly didn't think you'd even make it to Christmas. Just shows how wrong we can all be at times. I'd like you to imagine the scenario where you are trapped on a desert island and you're all alone with no chance of rescue. Bit like Tom Hanks in that film. Not Forrest Gump, you're the other one. You know the one. The one where he's on a desert island. Fuck, why can't I think what he's called? Me mind's gone blank. Anyway, you did have a ball with a face on it to keep you company but he's buggered off because you bored the fuck out of him. One day a boat full of posh celebrities runs aground on the rocks near to you and you can only rescue one and the boat will explode for some reason or other. Can't be asked to explain why, it just will. The person you rescue will be a companion on the desert island forever. The people on the boat are Vin Diesel, Ryan Reynolds, Brie Larson, Gwyneth Paltrow and Will Smith's moody wife. Who do you choose? Best wishes, Julia Roberts. Thanks for the email, Julia. It's quite a scenario you've made there, ain't it? Now, I can see what you've tried to do there, because they're all arseholes, ain't they? Now, now, Brie Larson, you can cut that right out now. Uh, old Gwyneth would be moaning most of the time, because there was no couscous or whatever shit she eats. Ryan Reynolds wouldn't last five minutes. He'd be cracking smart comments, and I'd have to end him. Uh, Will Smith's wife would probably just sit there all moody, telling me I was doing everything wrong, and sat there with her face on her like a bulldog licking piss off a nettle. So that just leaves me with Vin Diesel. Not ideal, but he's probably quite handy, you know, if you need someone to do all the heavy lifting, wouldn't he? Thanks for the email, Julia. Uh, the last had a pretty was called Julia Roberts, I think, wasn't she? Uh, great stuff. Next email goes... Dear Antle, if the reality you are now experiencing isn't real, but was just a dream, would you want to wake up if you had no recollection of what your existence outside the dream was? Best wishes, Ryland Clark. Mmm. Dear Randall, the lads and I would like to wish you all the best for your anniversary episode. We love a good celebration and in fact just a few weeks ago it was my birthday, a landmark one, and me and the lads had a few drinks down the pub to celebrate. After a couple of pints Tony said that, as it was my 40th this year, he'd got me a gift and presented me with a box. When I opened it, I found a Tag Heur Carrera Porsche Special Edition Chronograph Men's Watch that currently retails at approximately £2,500. Then Darius said that, being as he was my oldest friend, he had made me a gift, as throwing money at something did not necessarily make the gift more valuable. You couldn't put a price on the love and friendship shown in the making of a well-crafted homemade gift. And he gave me a hand-carved photo frame of me and him when we were six years old. Sam then pipes up and said he couldn't be asked to go to the shops to have an expensive gift or make anything, so he'd stuck me a 20 quid note in a card he'd got from B&M. As you can imagine, this was like a red rag to a bull. Tony punched Sam in the epiglottis, instantly closing his windpipe, and when Sam fell to the floor, Tony repeatedly kicked him in the bollocks until Sam passed out. And as I typed this email, Darius is in A&E, having his cheeks stitched together from a laceration from a photo frame being thrust in his face. But my question to you is this, what is the best ever gift you have been bought? Many thanks, Danny Carter. Well, happy 40th, Danny, a little bit late, but nonetheless, happy birthday. Uh, now, when I was about seven or eight, I was bought a train set, fucking amazing it was. Mr White bought it for me, uh, what with him being a mate to me mum since before I was born. Fucking love that train set I did, set me off on a love of trains, yeah. Train said didn't last long, just a couple of weeks. Woke up one morning and it had gone. wasn't until about 20 years later, mum let it slip, she'd sold it to pay the lecky bill. Shame that was. Still it was fun whilst it lasted. Are
0: you all right in there, Randall? Oh, oh, hang on
1: a second, hang on.
0: (laughs) Strange sounds from the dark. Corridor. yes randall very very good um i've just come from the dog and partridge to check on you everyone is waiting how are you feeling
1: oh my ass is on fire i can feel me pulse and everything
0: yeah quite i uh i do hope it has nothing to do with that omelette i made for you
1: i wouldn't have thought so what arm could a mushroom omelette do mm,
0: poor 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 randall I'll I'll leave you to it. Well,
1: thank you very much for turning
0: up. Yeah, not a problem. Oh, by the by the way, have you ever seen the film Phantom Thread with Daniel Day Lewis, directed by the fabulous Paul Thomas Anderson? Now, why? No reason. No reason at all.
1: Right. So on to reviews. Now, what with this being a special. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry about that. Now, what with it being a special episode, I thought I'd review a couple of uh, my favourite Cynthia Rothrock films. Uh, Being as she was supposed to be dropping in, I thought it would be only fair to review a couple of her greatest films. Now, the first film I'm going to review is from 1985, directed by Currie Young, and stars Michelle Yeoh and, of course, Cynthia Rothrock. It's called Yes, Madam, and it starts off with Michelle in a bookshop and some perverts flashing his cock about, and she traps it in a book. And then a robbery happens outside. Basically, she just runs off, does a bit of kung fu and blows the bloke's hand off. Anyway, back at the station, they're all saying, fucking hell, love, you're fucking good at this policeman, Lark. And she says, yeah, I'm going to fuck off on my holidays, if that's okay." And her big boss says, yeah, sure, what are you going to do? And she says, I'm going to see a mate of mine who just so happens to be in town. So we see her mate, who's this bloke from Scotland Yard in his 50s at this posh hotel. And he's having a meeting with a bloke who's dressed like a baddie from a 1970s kung fu film which is quite convenient because he's a baddie in a 1980s kung fu film. Anyway, Mr Scotland Yard says he wants to do a dodgy deal with Mr Kung Fu Baddie and Mr Kung Fu Baddie says I'll kill you first and shoots him in the head. Now apparently there's a microfilm that Mr Kung Fu Baddie wants that's been stolen by two robbing bastards who have been running around the hotel nicking shart and they fuck off with Mr Scotland Yard's passport in which the microfilm has been hidden. Now, Michelle Yeo goes to the hotel and finds a friend shot to death and goes, oh, fucking hell. But she decides not to go on holiday and find out who's killed him to death. So she goes to a boss, I'm going to catch these fuckers. And he says, oh, by the way, uh, Scotland Yard is sending over one of their best agents to help. Meanwhile, the two robbing fuckers, uh, they're called Aspirin and Strepsil. Yeah, no. They sell the passport to their other mate, Panadol. OK, it's not Shakespeare, but... Anyways... Panadol sells a passport to another nasty shit, who Michelle and the police track down at the airport, and he kicks off, and there's a big fucking fight. Everyone's getting their heads kicked in, and up rocks Cynthia Rothrock, who kicks the shit out of Baddy and says, Hello, I'm from Scrotland Yard. Let's crack this case. Anyway, Michelle and Cynthia don't get on board, catch Panadol, and he tells them, Oh, it's my two mates who nicked the passport, so pick on them and not me. So they track him down and arrest him. Meanwhile, Mr. Kung Fu Baddy goes and tells his boss, Mr. Tin. Yeah, Mr Tin. I shot the bloke, but two cocks stole his passport with a microfilm in it, and Mr Tin says to him, well, fucking kill them. And so Mr Kung Fu Buddy trots off to do that. Michelle and Cynthia let the two baddies go, and they find the microfilm, and they think, hey, it'd be a fucking good idea to blackmail Mr. Tin, so that's what they do. And basically it all goes tits up, and Mr. Kung Fu Baddy kills Panadol, so everyone fucks over to Mr. Tin's house for a massive punch-up, and Michelle and Cynthia kick fuck out of everyone, but somehow Mr. Tin gets away with it until aspirin... or was it strepsil? Fuck no. anyway. Well, one of them shoots the fucker to death, and it sort of ends there. Now looking back at this, the production standards may not be as good as they are now, but you do sort of forgive it as it's a fucking cracking film. Some of the kung fu fighting in the end scene is amazing. You get plenty of blokes being kicked in the spuds and a couple of deaths thrown in for good measure. Ratings wise, I'm going to put this on a par with Musical Grease. Yeah, it is that good. That was yes, madam. Watch that? If you want to see the 21st highest-grossing film of 1985 in Hong Kong. <laughs> Quick shout out to the team at Wharton and Bailey Fabrication. Now I was chatting to Don who works in the offices there. He's a boring fucker. Is Don?
0: <coughs>
1: Jesus fucking Christ. Now Don is a boring fucker and he will talk to you for hours and hours and hours about fuck all. We call him Mogadon because he'll put you to sleep. Anyways. Everyone is well pissed off as they used to be able to use the internet at work on the Wi-Fi. Now there is a new head of IT and he's changed the security on the internet so you can't look at websites like eBay, Amazon or porn. Uh, he seems to think there could be a data breach from some of these dodgy websites that people go on and there was a big hoo-ha about it. All came to a head on Wednesday when a delegation of lads went in to see Mr White the head of IT and a solution has been reached. Certain apps such as Twitter and Facebook can be used Didn't realise Facebook was still going, truth be told. But porn is a no-no. And how do you know if what you're looking at is classed as porn? Well, according to Jonathan Stiles, the head of IT, if it's tits and arse, you're fine and dandy, but cocks and slices are a no-no. Oh, fuck a duck. Film.
0: That's what I would like to
1: see. So, on to films That's what I would like to see. Now, this one stars the fabulous Ms. Cynthia Rothrock. I had hoped that she would, like, you know, be here when I am doing this one, but fate had decided to fuck me plan right up the arse, hasn't it? And I've had a text from Ken saying that he's on his way over, so she'll be able to do the interview with her through the bog door shortly. Now, it's called Robot Mum from the Future. Yeah, it's a kid's film. Now... It's about this scientist, what he's making robots. decides to make a robot to look after his kids because he's got a dead wife. So he makes robot mum uh, called, I don't know, Susan, and she's played by Cynthia Rothrock. Now, a rival robot company want to steal Susan so they can rip her head off and see how she works and make millions of dollars making other robots. Only Susan's not having none of it, so she basically downloads every martial art off of the internet and kicks the shit out of every one of the bad bastards. Won't spoil the ending for you, but needless to say, the scientist gave her a full box of tricks in the knicker department, if you know what I mean. I'll pass it over to Cynthia a bit later on, see if she wants to become an executive producer, whatever one of them is. You always see the names, don't you, coming up at the beginning of a film. No one knows what the fuck they do, but hey know, hey, Great stuff.
0: Films that what I would like to see.
1: One of the plus sides of uh, Mr White going over to Amsterdam to see if he can free Mum is that for a couple of nights I can sleep in the house. don't know whether I mentioned it, but since the house blew up, all four of us have been staying here in the bungalow. Mum and Mr White have had the bedroom because of the seniority. Uh, Slow Francis has a sofa due to his fictitious back problem. And little old me is staying in a pop-up tent in the backyard next to the bin. Uh, isn't too bad usually, but uh, was a bit wank when we had that cold snap a few weeks ago. Got it quite cosy in there, you know, I can still get the Wi-Fi, so I can keep connected. Anyway, uh, Mr. Wilde's legal team are trying to see if he can get Janice from account and her husband milky-eyed Gregor out of Mum's house. But in truth, I think he's just scared Gregor will rip his cock off if he tries to kick him out. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just want to stop coming, fuck. How much shit's up there?
0: Randall Parker's Film Fact
1: Cynthia Rothrock holds a world record for continuous kicks to the face delivered in a single manoeuvre during a fight scene of a film. 21 kicks to the face of a nasty bastard in the film Lady Dragon. It's in the first ten minutes of the film, so you don't have to wait too long to see it. Check it out, it's on YouTube.
0: Randall Parker's Film Fact
1: oh, Slow Francis has had the odd night round Donna's house, his girlfriend, which has given me a bit of time alone in the house, you know. It can get a bit cold in the tent, and it does tend to put you off when you're trying to crank one out. Tell you what, that donor must have fucking low standards. I can hear you, Randall. I didn't realise you were back. I haven't gone. So you've been out there the whole fucking time? Yeah. Even when I was shouting you? Yeah. Well, why didn't you fucking respond? I was texting Grandmaster Steve-O. Who? Fat Tracy Beaker, as you call him. That fucking half-wit. Yeah, we're laughing at you, shitting yourself. He's a fucking prick. What was that? Nothing, I was just telling the boys and girls that you were staying at Donna's house for a few nights. We've been banging. I think that's highly unlikely. We have. We're like fucking rabbits, we are. Fuck, she must have a low self-esteem. Piss off. It's beautiful, our bodies moving in unison. Fuck sake, man, I don't want to hear about it. Tell you what, though. Shacking takes a lot longer than I thought it would. Squat's strenuous. How fucking fascinating. I Have to stop halfway through sometimes for a Monster Energy drink. Francis. What rans? Shut the fuck up and go get that kitchen roll. right out. <laughs> so on to our second film for this week it's another one starring our guest Ms. Cynthia Rothrock made in 1990 and directed by Robert Clowes it's the martial arts classic China O'Brien now I had hoped that Cynthia would be able to give us some inside information on you know what went on when they were making this but fate had other plans so this film starts off with Cynthia being a police officer in a big city New York, I think, I don't know, don't really say and she teaches Kung Fu to poor black kids but after having a scrap with a bunch of robbers and killing one of them on accident she decides, fuck this being a policewoman in a big city lark I'm off to Beaver Creek yeah, you heard right which is in Utah, where she comes from when she gets to town, she sees her old high school boyfriend and he says, well, hello and she sort of goes off to the local pub and she finds her dad and brother, who are policemen and her dad just so happens to be the local sheriff now, the dad is shit at his job, and he's just arrested some cock for being a cock, and he's kicking off in the bar. Turns out the local bad guy runs the town, and the deputy and the judge are all in his pocket, and the sheriff can do fuck all about it. Cynthia says, "Fuck sake, Dad, you should do something about it, so he tries and gets blown up for doing something about it. You know, and for good measure, they blow his son up, who's a copper as well. So they have an emergency election to get a new sheriff for some reason. I don't know why I can't just put an advert in the local paper or use Indeed.com, but hey, ho. Anyway, her old high school flame is giving her support and probably just wanting a quick BJ. And he says to her, hey, love, why don't you go for the job? So she does. Anyway, the town are up for it and she seems to be the favourite to win. But the baddie don't like this and he tries to beat her up as many times as he can. But more often than not, they get their arses handed to him on a plate. There's this is old scene at the bonfire where a bunch of mafia hitmen try to fuck it all up, but get battered to fuck. Our Cynthia wins the election and having a celebration, and some old cow gets shot by the baddies. So she fucks off and kills the baddies, and that's sort of where it ends. Well, not really. They do set it up for a sequel, which is just as good, by the way. Ratings wise, I'm going to put this on a par with something like Iron Man Three. Yeah, that impressive. That was China O'Brien. Watch that if you want to see a bunch of fat blokes get fucked up by Kung Fu at an organized fireworks display. Just a quick mention of this. It's about Donnie Tucker, who used to go to school with me. Uh, He now lives in one of the bungalows opposite. Now he recently got sepsis from a spider bite, lost his arm, ended up in a wheelchair, and now has a tube rammed up his piss pipe. Now his wife of 27 years kicked him out because she said there was no way she was going to wipe the arse of a man she finds it difficult to love. Now he spends most of his days sat in his wheelchair looking out of the window dribbling down his chin and his sister Sandy has contacted DIY SOS to come down and do his house up, you know decorate the living room, get him out with a big fuck off TV and a Playstation 5, you know the sort of thing. Well, the BBC sent down a researcher who did a quick once-around and decided that it weren't enough of a sob story to capture the nation's heartstrings. Plus, she contacted a few businesses in the area and none of them wanted to help, as uh, back in the day, before the accident, Donnie Tucker was a bit of a twat. I fucking hate that show, do. All those businesses donating goods for free to do up some dickhead's house and that scruffy wanker Nick Knowles is walking around there in his hard act like he knows what he's fucking doing. But he don't give his time for free. Still, I'll nice try for my sister Sandy. She's not right, that one, you know. Mum always said that she was soft in the head after that time she had her husband back after he was caught behind B&M fucking that pig. Yeah, strange one that was. And I'm pretty sure PC Barton lost his job over that.
0: Are you still in there, Randall?
1: Where else would I fucking be?
0: I've got someone here to see you.
1: Randall, honey, are you okay in there? Oh, Cynthia, it's a pleasure to... Oh my, I'll, um, leave you to it, Randall. Cynthia, don't go. I've got, I've got loads of questions, Cynthia. Cynthia. Oh, fuck's sake.
0: Randall
1: recommends. What a giant almost fuck-up this has become. This was supposed to be a celebration of my podcast in cinema, and I'm stuck here on the pot with craps hanging out my arsehole. So this week's recommendation is... I'll tell you what, I can't be fucking arsed.
0: Randall
1: recommends. I'm going to knock this on the head for today. Can you blame me? If you want to email the podcast, email address always, is always randallparker1971 at gmail.com. Email, don't email. At this moment, I couldn't give a flying fuck.
0: But I can still sing me song, can't you, Randall? Ken,
1: I don't know. I don't give a shit. Yeah, why not? To off for a bit.
0: This is for you, Alison. I'll see you soon. Come on, Ken. You know
1: that the restraining order's got
0: another three months to run. Fuck off and just play the fucking tape. <laughs> Panic on the streets of London Panic on the streets are burning I wonder to myself, would life ever be sane again? The these slipped and you slipped down. I wonder to myself, hope may rise in the grass man, but honey pie, you're not safe there, so you run down to the safety of the town. And the panic on the streets of Carlisle, Dundee, Dublin, Humberside. I wonder too much.